everyone. Hello, Zeppus. No, I'm not calling you Zippus. Zeppus, it comes from ZEP, which stands for Zdenek's English Podcast. I hope you are fine. Today I've got a special guest. I'm actually calling him on Skype right now. His name is Jose. Hello, Jose. How are you doing, man? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, hello. Hello, uh, Zippers. <laughs> what are you doing today? Well, they seem to be listening to this podcast right now. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Who knows if, if this is the only thing they are doing now. Maybe they are multitasking, doing more things at the same time. Yeah, maybe they are, they are listening to several podcasts at the same time. At once? Oh my God. If, do you think this, this is, this is going to work? I don't know, maybe in, in some uh, way, yeah, maybe that, that's to get the, the exposure to, to the next level, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I don't know. I, I mean, my brain doesn't work this way, really. I can't focus on more things at once like this. It, it sounds a bit far-fetched, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, who is Jose? Well, Jose is a teacher from Chile. Right? Yes. Yes. So where is Chile? Chile is in the... Uh, uh, I was going to say something not very nice. Uh, it's, it's probably the southern uh, country in the whole world. Oh, so it's, it's on our planet, actually. Yeah, it's, it's in our planet, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's in South America. It's in the extreme south of, of South America. Mm -hmm. um, it's a long and thin country next to the ocean Pacific, Pacific Ocean. Yep. Now, of course, I did my homework and just asking you so that you tell me. And also to confirm the information that I found on Google, right? So uh, your, capital, okay. your capital is Santiago, isn't it? Yes. And are you actually there now or? No, I'm in a city... Uh, very near to Santiago, which is called uh, Valparaíso, it's in the in the sea. At the sea, it's it's a port. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the sea. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, can you see the sea from where you are now? If you look out of the window or something? No, I'm I'm looking to the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the other side. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's really cool because. The place I am from, which is the Czech Republic, as the listeners know, it has no seal whatsoever, no sea whatsoever. Wow. So, um... I couldn't live without uh, the sea next to me, you know, it's, it's very hard to... Uh, I was living in another city in, in the north and it was uh, surrounded by mountains mm. and I didn't see any sea. <laughs> at all it well, was very tough yeah well i find it cool myself so i just i yeah. wish i wish I, I lived i lived near the sea like you do yeah anyway so as i said i did my homework and i looked at the map and um obviously i had the idea where it was even before looking at it but still um i kind of wanted to uh, make this clearer to me and your country does look like really like a noodle you know it's like very long and thin and yes. unlike any other country in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems to be really cool because normally the countries, they have different shapes, but this is like like a long worm, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, it is, yeah. And, and, and if you uh, think about it, um, it's 
it's very, I don't know, it's very different from any other country because for start, we've got a lot of latitudes, you know? Yeah, because it is long, so it's uh, very varied. Mm. Mm -hmm. In terms of the geography, yeah? Like the, uh, we are talking about the landscape. And I, um, as I understand it, um, your country kind of has natural borders with the Pacific o Ocean yeah. um, on the left, which is in, in the west, right? And then um, the mountains shape the, the borders in the east, right? The, the Andes, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Los Angeles, yeah. So um, it does seem like an extreme place, like, I don't know. So how many inhabitants are there in Chile? Uh, about 17 uh, million. 17 million, right? You see. So it's like in terms of the amount of the land, let's say, it's quite a huge country, isn't it? Yes. It must be. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but uh, it not uh, most of uh, the places are not very good to live in, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so you, you, what you're saying is that, sorry. Yeah, for example, the mountains, you, you can't live in the mountains, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we could say that it's a, a, a vast majority of the country is kind of uninhabited, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. yeah. For example, in the north, you, you've got the desert, and mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. you can't live there. Yeah, I still think it's pretty cool, like you can experience all sorts of landscape there are all sorts of extremes really yes. like in the south you have the uh, it's almost the antarctica right there is this what is it called arctic zone maybe yes yeah yes actually some of the some part of the country touches the the polar circle mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in the south so it is very cool um mm. yeah yeah, so Jose, you're actually my colleague. Yeah, you know, because you are you're some kind of a South American version of me, right? Because you are not only not only a teacher, not only a teacher, but you also have your own podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, you also have your own podcast. Now we have to say that you are not an English teacher like I am. You are a history teacher, right? Yeah, but. Um, you have your own podcast, so you are something like me in South America. <laughs> yeah. So you have a podcast, which I think is really good. And as I know, it used to be called Jose's English Podcast, right? But but you have you have changed the name of it, and now it's called Learning With Myself or Learning By Myself. Yeah, Learning With Myself. Yes. Learning With Myself, okay. So I think your podcast is your self-study journey. Um. Isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It's kind of, uh, yeah. From from the point of view of a learner, mm -hmm. not yeah, not a teacher. Because well, it's like it's if, not. My, sorry, sorry, my so, sorry. Say it again. Know? My bad. Say it again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was saying that it's from the point of view of the learner and not uh, from the point of view of, of of a teacher because it's not my field. Hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, well. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I I still have the same experience like you do. I mean, I'm kind of divided there, you know. Like I'm a teacher, but I'm a learner as well, as you know. And yes. yeah. So I I also think that uh, you had a couple of really cool interviews on your podcast already. 
in such a short, yeah. short period of time. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to both these interviews. And I really suggest that the listeners of the Next English podcast suggest, uh, what, what am I saying? I suggest that uh, the listeners of, of um, my podcast check out your podcast as well, because I think it could be a, a great place um, to go for them, really, to great podcast to listen to. Hey, thank you. It's a bit of promotion here. All right. That's what we do sometimes here, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, there's not, nothing bad about it. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not a crime, is it? And no. I have to say that I, I myself listen to your podcast regularly, and now we should really maybe tell my listeners where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. You, you could find the Learning With Myself uh, podcast in talk to learn dot ch which is uh well um talk to uh, the two is a number it's a strategic mm -hmm. two and learn dot ch dot ch right the domain i think it stands from swiss swiss yeah because uh, it's run or it was created by guillaume by guillaume yeah yeah one of the guys who has who has already featured on my podcast and yes yeah so he, he kindly provided some space for you there yeah yeah and now everybody can find you your podcasts there do you have like a facebook group as well or not yet no i don't i don't i, I just use the talk to learn site mm -hmm. so 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 tell me tell me jose how, how did you start doing this or what what was the when was the when was the moment when you knew you wanted to do a podcast like this well i don't know <laughs> i'm just doing it You know, it's like uh, very uh, without any plan, because uh, at the beginning I I made the podcast for the competition, the Yep competition of Luke's English podcast, um, which I didn't win, of course, <laughs> because there were a lot of uh, excellent, brilliant podcasts there. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of liked the idea of, of, of you know, recording myself and, and listening to myself uh, after I, I mm. do it um, and, you know, help all people and, and, and get their feedback about wha what I was doing. So it was... Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So for you, it was like something something similar to, to my case, like it yes. was kind of cool to do it, yeah? And it also you realize that it has great potential for, um, you know, for you to, to kind of improve English as well, yeah? To develop your spe yeah. speaking skills and uh, enhance your confidence, boost your confidence, yeah? And yeah, yeah. so, so was, it, was it like like me that you had to express yourself somehow, like you had this compulsive need to um, to be creative like I did yes yes actually yeah yeah well um, as, as you said in some uh, episode of, of your podcast uh, it's it's sort of um, going out from your comfort yeah. zone you know yeah. like uh, yeah and that way you put pressure on your own learning and and When you record a podcast, you really have to 
to do an effort and and, and your brain is just working at <laughs> your brain is working at the, the highest possible level or something like that yeah it's kind of overheating yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah probably yeah. yes yeah yeah it's, it's very tiring too for example when i made those uh, interviews it was like uh, i don't know 40 minutes one hour and after that I was exhausted really yeah 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 I absolutely understand this because I've recently recorded an episode with one American and I felt absolutely the same way I was like totally exhausted yeah unable yeah. to do anything anything in English any any longer <laughs> but you know we could both agree that this all kind of boils down to Luke yeah it comes down it comes down to uh, listening to Luke's English podcast, that's how we got our ideas. That's why we started doing our own podcast. Yeah, we have the, we have the same yeah. source, so to yes. speak. Okay, yeah. so actually, I don't know if you know, Jose, but you are not my first uh, guest on the podcast from South America. Do, do you know that? Uh, I, I imagine so, but I don't, I don't really know. You're definitely my first listener or, uh, I mean, interviewee from Chile. Uh -huh. But, um, by the way, talking of Chile, um, do you eat a lot of chili peppers there in Chile? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> Funny question, yeah. Is this somehow connected, like, in um, terms of the origin of the word, of the country term? Is it connected or if you look at the etym etymology of, the, of these two words? Yeah. I think the name of the country comes first, and then the. Uh huh. They named they named the the plant after yeah. after your country. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it could be it could be just a coincidence. Okay, that's cool. So as I said, you're not my first one from uh, South America because I have had two guests from Peru. Oh, okay. Now Peru is a, a neighboring country with your country, right? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, your neighbors in the north, right? in the north of Chile, and one of my um, guests, his name was Jorge, he claimed, he claimed that uh -huh. there, was a, there was a rivalry between your country and his, right, between Pe Peru and Chile. So, yeah. how is that? C could, you, could you confirm or, or disprove it? Well, I would say that uh, it, there is a rivalry, um, I don't know, since we are independent countries probably because of the limits of the uh, frontiers you know mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that people in our countries are too upset about it I, I don't know really but you know it's a political thing um, and at the end we as common people don't even get the benefits of uh, that and uh, that old wars that took place between our countries. Mm. So what 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 age are we? What era are we talking about actually? These wars. Well, it was uh, the 19th century. Uh, the last three decades of of the tw of the 19th century, mm -hmm. when uh, Chile and started a war against uh, Peru and Bolivia together um <laughs> at once yeah yes but uh you know uh, well as a as a history teacher I, I know a bit about that but 
I, I have mostly an opinion, a uh, very, you know, mm. non-official or critic about about this because at the end uh, they were, you know, the companies who won, really, not not Chile, not Peru, mm. uh, not Bolivia, yeah. But the official, the official history says that Chile won the war, the Pacific War. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So, so you could say you could say that this this wasn't such a such a big deal as Jorge was describing it. Yeah, like there is not such such huge rivalry. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, it's like people people get on well, right? I'm going to give you an example. Uh, when you think about United States, you know, it's like hey, they are. I don't know, uh, going to other countries and and took the and taking their resources and you know it's like an opinion, a worldwide mm. opinion about the American, the North American people, and and it's like a very bad opinion about them. But mm. but you don't have that opinion about the people from the United States, right? Mm. You can be friends with anyone from from the states, and and it's okay. Sure. Even though you could think that the policy of 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 United States could be a bit wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, I think it's the same between between Chile and, and Peru. Uh, I I don't have any problem with with people from Peru or from Bolivia. Actually, I I quite like those those countries. Mm -hmm. They have a natural nature beauty. Um, mm -hmm. So have you have you been have you been to this? I've never countries to, before. No, I'm, I've never been to those those countries, but I, I would like to. I would really mm -hmm. like to. Yes. Mm -hmm. how, how difficult it is for you to to get there? Not too difficult. Can you travel easily there? Yeah. Well, it could take uh, a bit too much time, but uh, if if you go fast, I, I can imagine because as as we said before, your country is quite long. It's like a yes. stretch, really. Yes. So you have to go up north, and you have to cross mm. the border, and you know it's it's not very uh, it's not very difficult to to go there, especially because uh, our money, our currency, it's uh, it's it's convenient to change mm -hmm. our Chilean pesos mm -hmm. to their uh, currency. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's convenient for us. Mm -hmm. Pays off. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to another topic which I prepared here in my notes. Okay. And in one of your podcasts, you or in one of your uh, uh, um, former podcasts, you touched upon the topic of the computer games. And to be honest with you, I kind yeah. of found it fascinating uh, because I think it's it's a it's a really good subject to talk about. And you you talked namely about Skyrim, which is a game that. I played myself this summer, so I just want to ask, maybe this is something that you have already said on the podcast, but never mind. I want to ask how it helped you and your English. Yeah, um, well, but in the first place, it's very uh, good to follow a story in English, because that way you got uh, engaged engaged with, with the story, and... As a result, you learn English as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a parallel thing. You 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 learn and you uh, have fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree. 
So, so do you think it's a good way to to learn English to play computer games? <laughs> yeah, but it could be a bit a uh, waste of time that the, depending on on the point of view, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, definitely it helps a lot. Yeah. It's about the choice of the game, I guess. Like we mentioned Skyrim. Yes. And this game, as you are describing it, it has a story, and uh, there there's a lot of text in this game, and uh, the the yeah. characters they actually speak to you in English, and uh, you have to make some make some decisions. Uh, your your character has to make some decisions as well. They, it's all in English, and yeah, yeah and you have to think. You have to think in English, and if you want to kind of understand uh, the game system. You have to read the the manual or the instructions, or or you have to if you want to understand the spells you are using, or you know you, you are learning English. So this kind of game is quite a good example of a game that could really help you. Yes, yes, and and you know uh, there are books inside the game. Yeah, and you could read them. It's a very complex thing, you know. It, I don't know any other game with books inside the game. You know, <laughs> but do you actually do you actually read them? You know, like how many people do actually read them? Come on. Yeah. Well, I like let's let's be honest. I like, do. I do. Yes. You do. Yes. Yeah. But yes. Uh, I, I was uh, I started to to read them inside the game, but mm -hmm. then I downloaded a, a app application on my phone. So you know, I was on the bus, you know, and and I was reading the, the oh. books. You know it. <laughs> They, they are. So it's really, it's, cool. it's sorry. It's just really amazing, you know. Like there is a, there is a book inside of a game yeah. that you are playing on your phone. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, really technology. Yeah, has gone really far. Yeah, and you know, yes, it's it's very uh, cool that that there are books inside the game, but it's it's even more because the books are about the history inside the game. Mm -hmm. So the game has a whole history. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fr from the beginning, from the origins of the of the world. Yeah. It's like the Game of Thrones or the, the Lord of the Rings. It's epic. This is this is the genre of literature that we call that we actually call either epic fantasy or high fantasy, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you can divide fantasy into two two kind of genres. Ordinary fantasy and then high fantasy. High fantasy is the one that Tolkien created, you know, the one that yeah. has its own history and yeah. uh, the languages and, you know, it's it's an amazing, amazing world. And it's the same with this game. It's the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing, really. And and the, the different books are sometimes contradictory, you know. One book uh, says one point of view, mm -hmm. and another book says another point of view. So it's like re reality. It yeah, it's like reality. It reflects the reality. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's great. And, it's great. You know, as a, as a history teacher, I deal all the time with different texts and different sources. You know, mm -hmm. so it's kind of the same when you when you. For example, and, and in inside when you are playing Skyrim, you mm -hmm. you want to know what what's the deal with with the wild gold wild gold conquered that, you know that mm. it's mm. an episode that happens in the past of the of the game before the game, mm. uh, uh, 
um, in which that there were a, some kind of treaties of uh, deal of uh, pact between the Almeri Dominion, uh, yeah. which is a group of uh, fanatic uh, high elves, and they've got the Talmor. Yeah, Talmor, which is a uh, Inquisition, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and. On the other hand, you have the empire that it's very weakness. So mm. it's obliged to to do this pact, and and it's it's amazing because you could read the the perspective of Almeri Dominion. It's like, hey, we have to conquer. We are the rightful owners of all this world, you know. Mm. And then you you have the yeah, and you have the the point of view of. The empire, like hey, hey, <laughs> which is totally yes, different, which yes. is totally different, yeah. So, so it must be really cool for you to to read these books as a historian, and you, yes. I, I'm sure, I'm sure you can even see some, you can draw some parallels with the with the real world, can't you? Yes, as you mentioned, the Inquisition, for example. Yes, or the Roman Empire, mm. Uh, mm. The, the empire of of Cyril, mm. it's. Uh, Quite similar to to the Roman Empire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely is. Now, one of my cornerstones, one of the things that I always stress when I talk about my teaching methods, my own pers personal teaching methods, is uh -huh. um, learning English through your interest. Right. This is something that I particularly find important. Yes. And. Obviously, nowadays, a lot of young people play computer games like this. We, we've just given one example, right? Just one really, really good one, because you can also play like games which, yeah. which won't give you any, any kind of benefit, like action games where you just shoot someone and uh, you don't get much of English uh, except for some, yeah. like something like fire or freeze or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Menu, <laughs> settings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so back to my point. So and, and I think even old farts like me, you know, still can play these games. So it's it's really excellent tool to be motivated when you when you study, right? Because you have a lot of fun. It's highly motivating when you play games like this, and you can learn English as well yeah. in your free time. Yeah. So this this is what I find an exciting possibility for all the learners all around the world. You know. Yes. So. Um, Let's let's talk about you and your profession a little bit. So we said you are a history teacher. So how did you become a teacher? Did you always know you want to be a teacher? No, I didn't. I, I well, a few other professions uh, come across uh, before I decided to be a teacher. Um, for example, I you're gonna yeah. laugh at this, but I wanted to make furniture. Oh, like a, you would be a furniture maker. Yeah, that, like the mm -hmm. designs. I, I, I've always uh, liked design, and I was uh, I wanted to do that, but uh, mm -hmm. I I had to do a test, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't take that test. Ah, so you actually you actually tried tried for this a little bit, yeah? Yeah, I I didn't even try, it, but okay. I, I wanted to. So you, you got discouraged by, by, by this test, yeah? Yes. Yeah, all right. Fair, fair play to you. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, when I, when I start recording my podcast, 
if you if you if you notice uh, this, um, I make a different logo for any episode. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. I like to to make logos. Okay. Because I like design, and I'm a kind of frustrated designer. <laughs> so, yeah. So you kind of found yourself in it, yeah? Yes. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so do, do you think that maybe uh, your job uh, compares somehow to, the, to this role of, of being a podcaster, of being a host of a podcast like this? Do you think it can compare a little bit? Um, you know... Uh, Sorry, it's just that's just a question that crossed my yes. mind now. I think like, I think I, uh, the two things are very uh, complementary things, because uh, for example, in both you have to speak, you have to talk to mm -hmm. an to an audience uh -huh. um, to be clear and all that. Ideally, in some kind of engaging way, so that everybody um, yeah. is attentive and yeah. Yes. And you are kind of in charge, aren't you? Like you are the the boss, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Usually, yeah. <laughs> That's the idea, yeah. Yeah. So can can you imagine doing a different job? I guess you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I have done different jobs in my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, I used to work in an office <laughs> in uh, the past. Okay. All right. Yeah. So now you work in in the classroom. Yes. So, what does it mean for you to be a teacher? For example, I understand it as a kind of a mission, you know, yes. uh, that I can really help some people, but at the same time, it's some kind of a way of expressing myself, you know, because maybe I'm like this, this is my personality, this is who I am. Yeah, I like to be a leader sometimes, and no. I, can, I can't do it in army because I'm... I'm not a good soldier, really. I, I don't fight. I'm not a fighter, you know. I don't possess uh, fighting qualities, so um, I can do it in the classroom. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. In in my country, it's uh, education. It's quite a big subject. Mm. You know, it's 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 very complicated because. Uh, it's very hard, you know, to survive in in this country, despite all the things uh, people say about about this. Um, and the only hope we have is education. But right now, uh, there are a lot of people uh, unemployed mm. because you know the the system, the economic system, it's not enough. Uh, it's not. Uh, no, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain this in English, but mm. but it's very complicated. Yes. So, yeah. So we, when you are a teacher, you are in the in the battlefield of this. Right there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if you are a teacher in Chile, you mean like it's yes. It, it yes. has more to it, not just this. There is another side to this. Yes, yes. Not not just teaching. A few things to 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 mm. to a classroom, but to mm. to change the way kids see the world, you know. Yeah, you know what I think that, especially as an history teacher, like this is like 
of, of course, you, you can teach different things. And when you teach history, it's like, it's even more important for you, I guess. Like, it's really like a mission for you. Yes. Yeah. Because by understanding history, we can learn about the present and we can possibly prevent something happening in the future, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the basic premise that you probably, probably say or use in your, in your teaching, right? One of, one of the many. Yeah. So, um, so you enjoy doing this, right? Yes, yes. But, but I have to say that uh, education is more, uh, to me, it's, it's more than history. You know, it, education is more important to me than, than, mm. than mm. history itself, than the yeah. discipline. Yeah. Because history is it's something that happened, cannot be taken back, right? But uh, education, it's about the future. It's about the future generations. Yes, but, but history, you know, can be reinterpreted. Mm. And, and and that's the cool thing I think about, about this because you show the kids the different perspective per, perspectives mm. uh, of a subject and it, it's quite it's quite similar to uh, the this thing we were talking about the before about the game and all those books inside mm -hmm. the game and it's very similar because you can show the kids um, different perspectives, and and they are going to to make their own opinion. Definitely. So, what what uh, age are you teaching? What age of the students do you have? Mostly secondary school. So, secondary school, right? So that's 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 the age when the kids or children are making their own opinions. You know? Yes. Yes. That's when it happens. Right. Yeah. Obviously, at at first they are a little bit naive and <laughs> fragile, but um, soon they will start having their own beliefs and assumptions about the world. Yes. And it's really important age, I think, this teenage. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So you have a lot of work yeah. to do. I I remember uh, that my history teacher at my secondary school was my favorite teacher because he was a great storyteller. I think a history teacher yeah. has to be a good public speaker and somebody who, who catches the student's attention because it is a, it is really a subject yeah. which you can teach in, in, a, in an engaging way but can be also boring if you don't teach it the right way, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not that kind of teacher that says like once upon a time in the history, <laughs> you know. I, I don't tell really stories but I mostly... Uh, give, give them some problems to solve. Okay. Yeah. So you, you could say that you are a modern, modern type of teacher because I think yeah. the traditional way of teaching this was like frontal teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Just to teach talking to the students and um, giving them examples of some wars and stuff, and then uh, maybe testing them during speaking exams, and that was it. Yeah. Or written exams, but the, he didn't really demand yeah. any sort of. Yes. Immediate feedback from them, you know. It was all, all up to up to yeah. the teacher. Yeah, but there's a whole issue uh, on this here in Chile because, on the one hand, uh, the teachers are supposed to be like modern teachers and and teach to solve problems, uh, but also uh, the educational system ask us to measure 
some knowledge uh, with with standard tests, yeah. yeah, which are not really good for learning mm. because you know to 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 respond a test, mm. you only have to be trained. You know, it's not necessary to be intelligent or to to know. Do you think so? Well, with that alternatives. Well, it depends on what kind of test it is. I mean, yes. Well, if you have alternatives like multiple choice, you can develop some kind of strategy. But uh, come on, it, it's quite—I would say—it's quite valid and reliable way of test testing the students. You know their knowledge. Maybe it's maybe um, kind of overshadows. Um, maybe you could do more open questions, which would make the students more creative and develop their critical thinking maybe more. So you only give them tests like multiple choice tests, like A, B, C, D, yeah? Yes. Or is this something you should do? Um, well, I think it's good to make these kinds of tests. If it's that, That's out of question. Uh, it's, it's fine. But uh, when education uh, just... You know, it's it's too important for for the system to to do this test and, and not mm. the uh, to to develop uh, you know opinions or mm. or you know, more complex uh, skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's coming back to my point that you should sometimes have open end questions. Yes. Maybe. Just yes, to definitely. just to just to just to give the students opportunity to express themselves yeah. in long longer sentences, not just by ticking some answers, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree agree with you on this one. It's really sad if, if uh, your government dictates the way you actually test your students. I mean, in my country, as a teacher, I can do it my way. You know, to a certain extent, there is something I need to cover. There are some points I need to cover as a teacher. Like I need to teach present perfect, or I need to teach the students to be able to ask uh, for a meal in a restaurant or something. Yes, yes. Yeah, these these are just general things I need to cover. But the way I teach and the yeah. way I test my students, it's entirely up to me. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Well, yeah, yeah I have, I have some freedom too to make uh, the some more engaging engaging um, tests. And all, but but I'm I'm just addressing some some issue that there is here. Um, okay. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know everyone's uh, following the Finland mm -hmm. lead on education. You know, like hey, hey Finland, it's it's the best. You know, it's the best uh, education in the world and all that. Um, and yeah, and and there were a a, a few a few. <laughs> People mm -hmm. uh, who w went to Finland and and studied the whole phenomenon and 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 made a few conclusions about about that. Mm. For example, the state the state uh, was investing huge amount of of money mm -hmm. in education. So yeah, that's one point. The state is preoccupied on on, on the education, and uh, teachers were always studying new things. So teachers uh, had a degree, then a post degree, and, and all, so uh, a master degree and, and all that. Uh, then the students had some mm -hmm. autonomy because they were taught 
to have that autonomy when when from, from the very, very beginning of their educational lives and all. So th there are several points. And finally, I don't know, there are like 15 different points, or uh, different things that Finland does mm -hmm. to, to improve their education. And finally, they measure uh, with tests. So the, these Chilean uh, researchers said, oh, so we have to do tests. You know, it's it's very it's very absurd if if you think about it, about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for you, this is like the the Finnish system is like a great role model. Yeah. And something that you think uh, all the teachers around the world and all the other systems should take inspiration from. Uh, you think it's effective, yeah? Um, so that's what we should all follow. Yeah, I think I think it uh, education is a process. So you have to look... Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the autonomous learner. I think this is, again, this is one of the things that I always stress out. Uh, if someone asks me about my own method or approach or way of teaching, uh, autonomy is something that I find particularly crucial, right? If a student becomes kind of self-aware about this yes. and takes the matter in, into his own hands right. and starts learning by himself like you do yeah, yeah. Uh, by recording learning with myself yes then then that's the point where um you can be really proud of yourself as a teacher i think because it's even more than anything you do i guess yeah i think i think you you never have to uh you know it's you have you have to be aware that uh, if you teach you have to mm. learn first you know mm. so you are a learner yeah 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 so uh when you learn you learn in some way why would you teach in another different way you know sure sure yeah it's important to share the responsibility with the learner really of course yeah you're not just you're not just his boss and just telling him what to do telling the learner what to do but he should really become autonomous learner yeah and study on his own. Yes, and it's very difficult to do that as a teacher. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. So, what what do you think makes a makes a good teacher? Um. Well, I think it's crucial to know your students. Yeah, that, that's the start point of becoming a good teacher. You mean like to know know their needs and uh, their personalities and their learning styles? Yes, and... their world because it's very different from our world. Mm. What they do on uh, in their free time, you know, what they do, what what what's their main uh, subjects they talk about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so how can you link your your uh, contents? To their world, to their pers perspective, their way. If you don't know your students, of course, yeah. It, it, so that's why it's crucial to know. Them. So you have to immer immerse yourself into their kind of world, yes. right? Yeah, and sort of become one of them. Yes. To to understand the way they they learn and they the way they understand. Yeah. To understand the way they understand. Well, okay, this is not the nice <laughs> language choice there. Uh, maybe we could use the word to 
comprehend, right? This yes. is another word yeah. which is synonymous to understand. Yes. Or to get the hang of, maybe, to get the hang of, which is an idiom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and others. Right, so so this is this is number one for you, yeah? Yes. To understand the learner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. So you 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 want a number two and number three? Uh, well, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think as a number two, I would say that you as a teacher have to prepare your classes. Mm. Well, obviously, the the more experienced you are, the less you prepare, and it's just the rule that always is kind of valid. Yeah. But so yeah, de- In definitely. I'm sorry. Uh, in the Chilean system, you you don't have uh, so much time to prepare your classes, mm. so it's a it's a big issue there too. So we kind of improvise a lot, and sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm. But but yeah, it's it's a crucial point there to 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 prepare your class. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, if you if you try to make it somehow interesting and funny and engaging, then um, the students are more likely to to enjoy it and uh, then learn something from it, right? And remember remember what they learn. Yes. So so I agree that preparing is essential. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think uh, to to get their respect is important. Like they must respect you as an authority, right? Um, yeah, I would say as a leader, not 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 authority, because you know, it's authority is more vertical. It's like you're the boss there, and and you know, and they don't. It, it I I don't I don't quite like that uh, that mm-hmm. approach. The, that expression. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but but leadership, you know. Leadership. Mm. You convince you convince the 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 students to learn, and that's a huge thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but do you think do you think is it possible to be be friends with the students somehow, and still you know have their respect? To an extent, you could you could be some kind of friend, but uh, you know that that relationship that have the coach with with the athletes, you know, yeah, that, that's that's the relationship I like. Like you're a coach, mm-hmm. <laughs> you say, "Hey, you you can you can do it, go for it." You know, it's like, yeah, mm. yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, some kind of motivating type of teacher. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, also, um, in one of your latest podcasts, you had with uh, I think it was with the Australian. I'm not. I'm not sure. It might. It might have been actually with with your uh, sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you talked about cheating students. How your how your students cheat a lot, and um, so why why do you think they do this? Is it like human nature in their age? Like everybody tries to push push the limits a little bit and see what happens. Or do you have do you have any 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 more scientific explanation to this? <laughs> I have an explanation, but I don't think it's too scientific. But anyway, I, I, it's what I think about this. You know, when when the it, it's very similar to to cheetah, but it's cheetah. You know, cheetah, the animal. Yeah, the fastest animal in the world. Yes, yes. So uh, the cheetah um, 
follows the his you know his prey mm -hmm. um, does he cheat while uh, being fast more uh, faster <laughs> than the prey you know mm -hmm. it's not cheating because <laughs> in nature so uh yeah, when, yeah it's just when kids cheat um uh -huh. i think the whole rule system uh it's yeah and, and it's created to to be difficult and then when 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 the kids don't have the knowledge or, or don't remember the answer what's the first thing they they feel they feel mm -hmm. the instinct to survive you know it's it's the nature so they yeah they use <laughs> yeah yeah and and they yeah. use whatever the, the, um, resource nature's call have yeah so it could be the the fellow <laughs> next to to them or you know <laughs> yeah but they have to be lucky to choose a fellow with some knowledge in their head actually <laughs> yeah, yeah because yes. it might it might happen they um make a bad bad move yes by choosing by choosing uh, not so smart not such a smart student yes. which very often happens and we try to use this as as a warning to our students and <laughs> uh, reason why they shouldn't really cheat yeah yes because, yes. because they're or they shouldn't um, copy from their neighbors because they can get it wrong. Yes. Plus, it's it, plus so, uh, it's always easy for us to identify when this happens because they happen to have exactly the same answers, right? Yes. Yes. Well, and and you see everything from from the from of the class. So. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you are blind or uh, <laughs> you have some. Seeing problems, yeah. Yeah, or on you short short sighted or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or, or when you decide just to let to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. to ignore them. Well, to <laughs> be honest, I'm not this kind of a teacher. I, I never I never do this. Okay. Because I I think it's unfair, you know, like yeah, it's unfair to those who really studied hard. So I try to be consistent in this, and when they, whenever they cheat, I just I never let it go. <laughs> okay. What I do it's to change the rules so when you change the rules there's no cheating because cheating is allowed mm. I, I, I will explain this uh, for example you don't do uh, individual tests mm. you make them to solve a problem for example let's say individually mm -hmm. and then they have to pass their uh, activity their their answers to the next uh, classmate you know mm -hmm. the classmate evaluates what 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 their the what his classmate did wrong and and makes some feedback so you you, you can't uh, oh, it's it's it seems to be ingenious really yeah yeah does does it work does it work yeah it works a lot because uh, they get surprised because mm -hmm. they they are not expecting you to be different because mm -hmm. they see us like a bunch of you know stupid people who who are just to to make the like their life miserable, miserable. yeah <laughs> so when when you do this kinds of things um they they get surprised and and they think hey that yeah. that's a good teacher because yeah you know you know actually i did something like this not exactly what you're describing but i i did something new in my evaluation system, you know, we had visitors from from America last Monday, 
And basically what happened was that into each class about four Americans uh, came and um, it was done in a style that I divided the, the, the students into groups and they had conversations with these native speakers, yeah. And the following lesson, what I did was that I asked the, the students to evaluate uh, themselves, uh -huh. right? First, first themselves and then each other as well. Okay. And then com compare, yeah? Yeah. Compare what, what marks they, they thought they should get, what marks they thought they deserved. And um, it worked very well, really, to be honest with you. It, it was nice and I was surprised how honest how honest they were trying to be and yeah yeah cool really nice sometimes it's good to try new things yes definitely yeah 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 we we, we all should uh, try different things but sometimes we are we don't have time to think about the about new things or yeah or the the whole system i have as i have been saying a lot in this interview yeah yeah but I think the students uh, get a lot of benefits from, from your creativity, you know. Yeah, they definitely can see that this can be done in, in different ways. And uh, they, yes. I think they appreciate it. Like, they can, they can see the effort. Yeah. yeah. And they will remember you. They will. They will, because you are unique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, okay, Jose, I think we have talked... Uh, a lot already so oh. um, is, is maybe maybe we have covered all the topics that we wanted to talk about and i hope the listeners the zeppers found our debate interesting and um useful and maybe they learned something new what do you what do you think well, i think i think uh, your listeners um, are going to enjoy a good discussion here between two teachers <laughs> Um, yep. Yeah, and and I think they are going to find some useful uh, tips to learn and to teach. Maybe if if they are teachers as well. And if they aren't, if they aren't, let's hope they won't <laughs> yeah. look at us as most students do, as you said. They won't look at us yeah. as some kind of miserable people who make yeah. their life terrible or awful. Yeah. But uh, they appreciate. Instead, they appreciate our yes. endeavor and effort yes. here. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So once again, I think uh, my listeners should check out your podcast, right? Uh, learning with okay. learning with myself. And as always, I will be happy for any kind of feedback. Leave a comment. Send me an email. Whatever. Subscribe and Sub subscribe, yeah, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything else you would like to say? Yeah, I would any... like to say that uh, what I like about your podcast is <laughs> that it, it's so energetic. It's like it's <laughs> it starts with this electronic music, and and you you go like, hey, okay, I want to listen to this. Now I'm energized. <laughs> Let's listen to this. And and the other thing I like is. Well, and your voice is energetic too. And and the other thing I like is that um, you always have vocabulary, which I don't. Yeah. You know? Well, well, it's because I sometimes I prepare it because I want to teach okay. it. Maybe you know. For example, for for this one, I didn't really prepare any vocabulary. Uh -huh. Yeah. And maybe my li my listeners can feel it, but I think after all, this was about you, wasn't it? It's it was an interview, and I think you did very well. And. Your English is at a wonderful level, 
And uh, I can also clearly see, and this is what I, just to exchange the compliments, what I can tell about Jose's podcast is that um, his kind of thoughts, his thoughts are clear. He knows what he's talking about, you know? Okay, thank you. If you know what, if you know what I mean. As, as I think this is because uh, you are an educated person and uh, um, you, uh, history teacher, you, you must know your onions, as we say, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's why I'm I'm your listener, by the way, as well. That's the reason I'm your listener. Not not just your good English, but also the fact that you really know what you're talking about, and it kind of makes some kind of sense. That's why I'm listening to your podcast. Even if you are if you if you are not really uh, convinced by me, but it makes sense. No, I am I, I am convinced. Yeah. I'm definitely convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like. Um, As a non-native speaker, yeah, yes, you have many options. What podcast would you go for? Right, number one, you would go for a podcast uh, run by a native speaker, obviously, naturally, yeah, yes, Be because of the accent, you want to pick up the right accent and you want to hear a perfect English. Yes, obviously, you are not a native speaker, neither am I, but there is still something we can offer, and I think what you are offering is these interesting ideas and thoughts and It's not just bullshit what you are saying there, <laughs> if you yeah. don't mind me saying, yeah? yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm your fan, man. Okay, me too. It's it's very cool to to be friends and not to be competent, you know? <laughs> yeah, competition, you mean? Yeah. Hey, hey dear listeners, no, don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, maybe we could we could try it as a joke, you know, in, in our in our. Um, Uh, following episodes, we could do something like this as a joke, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we would we would kind of play it down by explaining that it was just for fun, <laughs> that, it, they, that we didn't really mean it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think our listeners uh, <laughs> catch our ironies and sarcasm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I think we can complement each other. We it's, it doesn't have to be any any sort of competition and. Our listeners can find both podcasts interesting for, for similar reasons. Yeah, yeah, and, and I have to say I've learned a lot about uh, pod podcasting listening to your podcast. Really, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, um, uh, this thing I was saying about the energetic starting. Mm. No, um, yeah, because you know, like always, the first impressions are important. Yeah, 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 definitely, and that's that's why I I tried to make this stupid joke maybe <laughs> uh, by calling my my listeners zippers by mistake. Yeah, uh, just 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 to teach the word zipper, not not because I would uh, make the mistake of mispronouncing it, you know. Okay, that's a real teacher always teaching something. Yeah. Well, yeah, trying to. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. So once again, thank, thanks a lot for featuring on my podcast, and I, I hope this was not the last time. Yeah, I hope so, and thank you for having me here. I've enjoyed this conversation. It was a pleasure. Bye. Bye.